Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here. And I know I say that like every single week, but it's true. I'm excited for you to experience this podcast with me. And before we dive into today's topic, I actually have an announcement to make, and it's this. This episode is going to be the last episode of this podcast for a few months. We are taking a break over the summer. Um, If you've been around for a while, you know we did this last year as well, and it really works for the rhythm of the Wartman household and everything we've got going on. So I hope you enjoy it. If you miss the sound of my voice, catch me on social media, on Instagram or Facebook. I'll be putting out some content from time to time on there, or you know, it might be a good time to look back and catch any episode that you've missed over the months, um, because there are a lot of them. So that being said, I'd love for you to stay subscribed or subscribe if you are not already subscribed. That way, when we start putting out new episodes in a couple of months, you will be the first to know. And if you've got ideas for things that you want us to cover on the podcast, shoot me a message and let me know because over this next couple of months while we're on a break, I'll be working on creating some new content. So I'm excited about that. Um, So yeah, let that be known that this is the last episode um, for a little while. So I wanted to sort of end talking about my favorite topic ever, and it's the father heart of God. And I don't know if this concept is familiar to you or not, but I got introduced to this concept maybe 2003 or so, and a pastor that we know had written a book called The Father Heart of God, and I was listening to a message by him and then subsequently from some other pastors as well, really talking about God as your father. And it was really uncomfortable for me at first, if I'm just being completely frank, because I have a dad. I have an earthly dad. He's a good man. And it just kind of seemed weird to think about God like my dad. But what I came to discover was that all of the Bible was pointing to a deeper understanding that we are God's children and God wants to relate to us as a father. And as I dug into this, my whole world began to change. And I wanted to take some time today to explore this concept with you. If you're familiar with this concept, I hope that what we're talking about in today's episode feels fresh or maybe even a really good reminder to pursue a deeper place in your relationship with God as the Father. But let's talk big picture theology just for a moment. So if you are a believer, you may have um, heard some of these things before if you're a Christian. If you are not a Christian, this might be news to you. It might be something you've never considered. Um, and I hope that it will make sense. So basically, we have the idea that Jesus is the Savior of the world. So the Bible tells us that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came in John 1. He came to the earth. The Word became flesh. 
and um, the the word is Jesus. And so God sent his only son, John 3, 16, so that the world could be saved. He paid for our sins so that we could be reconciled to the father. Now, Jesus, because of his sacrifice and obedience and his place in God's heart, God gives Jesus the name above all names. So God himself becomes known by the name Jesus. But that doesn't mean that Jesus is the only aspect of God. Now, don't go crazy for a second. I'm not trying to be heretical. I just need to slow it down in a way that I can explore each of these things and make it make sense. So we have Jesus, who is the son of God. Then we have God, who in the Old Testament is really referred to as Yahweh. He is God. He is like the head of the Trinity, for lack of a better word. Did you know, by the way, that Trinity is not a biblical concept? Like it's not a word in the Bible at all. It's our man-made attempt to try and understand how these three expressions of God could somehow be one, but also three different expressions. What are the three? Well, it's God, Yahweh, the Father, Jesus, his Son, and the Holy Spirit. These are the three components to what we call the Godhead. So what's really interesting in our lives as Christians is that we often only relate to Jesus. Maybe it's, you know, conservative or evangelical circles of Christianity that do this more than others, but we're really comfortable with the idea of identifying with Jesus as God. But then that's sort of neglecting two parts of the three-part Godhead. So we have the Holy Spirit who wants to and does have an active role in our lives. In fact, I don't have time to dive into this fully theologically, but really the Holy Spirit is God on the earth. So Jesus himself said as he was leaving the earth, it's better for me to go so that the Holy Spirit can come to you. In other words, the Holy Spirit is uniquely equipped to be God on the earth and within us. That is his role. So honestly, in a lot of ways, when we're thinking about connecting with Jesus, we're experiencing his presence a lot of us are actually experiencing the Holy Spirit, but we're calling it Jesus, which is okay because God gave Jesus the name above all names. Now, you might be comfortable with identifying with Jesus. It might be comfortable for you to think about the Holy Spirit and identifying with him, you know, oh, the Holy Spirit's moving in this moment, etc. But are you comfortable with acknowledging and having a relationship with God the Father? So here's the lowdown. I've heard this said a bunch, and I actually wholeheartedly believe this, that our relationship with our earthly dads is typically the filter that we see God as our father through. So what does that mean? That means that if you have a good relationship with your dad, your biological dad, or your adopted dad, depending on the situation, then it might not be that difficult for you to identify with God as your father. But if you have a strained or difficult relationship with your earthly dad, then it might be really difficult to experience God as a father. Why? Because we typically project onto God the personality traits that our dad has. So this gets really tricky if your dad is not walking in his God-given identity, because then we can look at God the father and think things like, oh, he's harsh. 
oh, he's judgmental. Oh, I cannot approach him because I'm going to be critiqued to no end. Oh, and it just goes on and on and on. But the reality is that God, your father, has a personality that is intoxicating. It is freeing. It's liberating. It is healing. And it almost requires a concerted effort to get to know him apart from any preconceived notions. So it's my personal opinion that what we see in the Bible through Jesus's ministry is all pointing towards our place to have a relationship with God as our father. But we don't always take him up on that. So what does that look like? That looks like this. Jesus comes to earth. And he says things like, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Uh, I only do what I see the father doing. Um, if you've heard me, you've heard the father. He, he basically comes to show the people exactly what the father is like. Why? So that we can have relationship with God as our dads. He makes this really interesting statement as he's going into Jerusalem for the last time. And he's overwhelmed with emotion. And this is, you know, the shortest verse in the Bible. It's two sentences. It just says, Jesus wept. And what he's weeping over, he makes this comment, I will not leave you as orphans. And what I love about this statement is that God as a father wants to know you. He wants to have relationship with you. And it is a thing. It's a good thing, a plausible and purposeful thing to want to have a relationship with God as your father. So, you know, in our world, in, in, in my context with the relationships that I have in my life and especially in my church, we actively are pursuing a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and a relationship with Father God. And when you purpose your heart to do this, and I know this sounds weird if you've never heard this topic before talked about, but when you purpose your heart to do this, you almost get to see the differences that they relate to you as. So here's an example. When I'm interacting with Jesus in my personal time with the Lord, he has a tone of his voice that I hear him in. He has an expression. He has a a typical sort of manner of speaking to me. And it's different than when I'm interacting with God as my father. Here's the thing that's happened to me. Over the course of my life, my relationship with God becoming my dad has been the single most transformative experience of my life experiencing the healing nature of God as my father. And I have a good dad, so I'm not trying to say I'm trying to replace God. I'm trying to replace my dad with God. What I'm saying is that I need and you need God as father in your life. It really has nothing to do with your earthly dad. We are all spiritually children of God the father. And so we need that in our lives. He brings this force of healing and Um, comfort and easeability that is so intoxicating. In fact, when I first began to explore what it would look like to have a relationship with God, I would imagine what it was like to talk with God. And I would imagine myself going into this sort of inner room, like a chamber where God had this big fireplace and a really comfy chair next to the fireplace. And we would sit together and I would talk to him and he would talk back to me with this tender, compassionate, amazing tone of voice. I actually began to experience, like maybe through my imagination, I don't know, but I would experience something like God playing with my hair, my dad playing with my hair kind of thing. And what I found was when I would be burdened, heavy laden, 
hurt, hurting. If I would go and ask the father to be a father to me, he would do something that affected even the depths of my soul. Right now in our world, 2020 has wrecked us in so many ways, and we are a people who are hurting and who are tired. And for various reasons, you know, with all of the things with COVID, all of the things with racism coming to the forefront in this year, all of the things with the church world that's just been stressed and strained, there's a lot of hurt. And if we don't understand how to connect with God as our father, we don't have much hope moving through this. If we all were able to receive his healing presence in our lives, life would change overnight, dramatically. My challenge to you as you're listening to this is to really do some heart work, do some thinking in your soul. Am am I open to having a relationship with God as my dad? If you are someone who has had a strained or difficult relationship with your earthly father, I'm telling you, this will be the best thing you ever do because only God as your father can bring peace and understanding to some of the most challenging things that we go through. A couple of resources that I've really enjoyed are um, Floyd McClung's book, The Father Heart of God. It is an incredible book. It's a great sort of beginning intro to this topic. And the other one I'm going to talk about, although unfortunately I don't have a way to tell you how to get, but I listened to this series of of um, teachings by this guy from, I think, New Zealand or Australia, who had experienced God as his father in a really dramatic way. And I remember listening to these stories of God connecting with him and drawing him in and breaking down all of the the sort of standard of religion that we think about. Like, I have to look a certain way in God's presence. I have to act a certain way. I have to be something. Or because I'm not living up to my full potential as a Christian, God is not going to warmly embrace me. All the things that go in there. And as I listened to this man talk about God breaking down all of these walls, I found in myself this hunger to experience God as my dad. And I was having a conversation with a friend a few weeks ago, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago now at this point, and talking about some of the dynamics of my personal life. And at the end of our conversation, she said to me, you know, uh, it's fascinating to hear the backstory of your life because it makes so much more Um, sense why God, your father is so important to you. And I kind of chuckled and I thought, yeah, you know, the end and the beginning of every good thing in my life starts and ends with God as my dad. And I love my earthly dad. So it's really not about that. It's about God, me and God coming to this place where he becomes what he always wanted to be for us, a father involved in your life, intimately acquainted with the details of what's going on. You know, we have to get rid of this idea that we have to please God in in an effort to get his affection. We have to, you know, sometimes we think we can manipulate God to do something for us. Sometimes we bring all this junk that we experience from the the world, you know, rejection and um, and really even just trying to have somebody be proud of us and all that kind of stuff, those weights that we carry. And we carry that into the spirit realm with our relationship with God. But I'm telling you today, the father does not work like that. Do you want to know what he's like? Look at Jesus. 
Jesus tells this story about the prodigal son, and the story is really about the father. It's about the heart of the father giving space for the children to be on their own journey, but always being available, always being welcoming, always being right there. That's the picture of what God is like as our dad. He tells other parables and stories that point to who God is like as a father. And then he he does these things like the woman who's caught in adultery. And what we see Jesus doing with this woman as he cares tenderly for her and he deflects attention off of her onto some scribbling on the ground. And then he rebukes all of these men who are chastising this woman who's really down on her luck. That's the father at work. Why? Because Jesus said, I didn't do anything except for what the father told me to do. When we see him forgiving Peter for Peter's failure in denying Jesus, when we see him instructing, you know, James and John about who can sit at the right hand of Jesus, when we see Jesus moving throughout his life, bringing healing, bringing compassion, what we're seeing is the father. One of my most fascinating scriptures that I, I just love to marvel at is Jesus's baptism. And when he's baptized, it says he goes in the water and he comes out and it was, it says that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. So we don't know if this is like a literal dove or if this is just something that looked you know, like a physical something they could see. And the only way they could explain it was it looked like a dove. We don't know. But at the same time that the Holy Spirit is descending on him, a voice comes from heaven. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. What's crazy about that is that up until that point, Jesus had done zero ministry. He had not started his ministry. What God was saying was, I'm pleased with him, not because of what he can do for me, but because of who he is. I think you and I need to hear that today. God, your father, is saying the same thing over you. He is pleased with you, not because of what you do or don't do, but because of the fact that you belong to him, that he created you. It's such a powerful revelation that we've got to get deep into ourselves. But the funny thing is that the people standing on the banks of this moment in time heard this booming voice come from heaven and some could hear the voice of the father and some said it sounded like thunder. They couldn't actually distinguish the words. I believe this is a great indicator for us of what it's like when we perceive God in a certain way. When we perceive God, then the way that we hear him is filtered through that perception. When we perceive God to be a dad who is nitpicking over everything you're doing, then the way you hear him speak to you is not going to be loving and tender. When we perceive God to be good and on for us and pleased with us, then we're able to hear him even when he instructs in a way that's a discipline. I mean, in fact, the Bible says he disciplines the ones he loves, right? So we want to be disciplined by God because we want to know he feels like we're worth his time to invest in to bring about change and growth. But I I, I don't want to spend, you know, another hour on this. I could talk about this for a really long amount of time. But the reality is our relationship with God as our dad is paramount. It is so important. It is what Jesus died for. I believe when Hebrews says, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus scorned the shame, endured the cross. And yes, the joy was you and me. But I think 
The joy was him knowing what we would get access to. The joy was him saying, oh my gosh, you have to meet my dad. He is the coolest. He is the best. He is the most loving. I'm telling you, you're going to love him. And his adoration for his father causes this surge of energy to rise up where he's able to endure the difficulties of the cross. I want to echo Jesus's sentiments to you today and say, you have got to meet my dad, my father in heaven, who is just foaming at the mouth, chomping at the bit, so excited to spend time with you, so excited to experience who you are, to bless you as his child, to embrace you right where you are in this moment, to be able to say, yes, I see the weariness in your soul. I see the way you're carrying the weights of the world right now. I see the difficulties that you're facing, the fears, the sadness, the grief. And I'm with you. In fact, I'm in you. I'm around you. I'm connected to you. You and I are one. You need to hear your father affirming you today. You need to hear him giving you his blessing that he loves you, that he's with you. And I just want to challenge you. If you've never spent time connecting with God as a father, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? He is everything you dreamed of and more. So as we say adieu, bid adieu for the next couple of months, and you're not going to be hearing my voice on Tuesdays for a little while, my prayer is that in exchange for the time you usually listen to this podcast, you take some time to experience God the Father. How do you do that? Here's what you do. You pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I want to know the Father. Would you introduce me to him? Open your heart, open your mind, and let Jesus blow you away with his kindness and his goodness. In fact, Jesus himself says, it's my job to introduce people to the Father. Yes, that's a paraphrase, but that's one of his roles, to become the savior of the world, to become the payment for your sins, and to be the doorway to introduce you to the best dad there is. Let me take one more moment of your time and tell you kind of a funny story as we end. Several years ago, one of my favorite worship leaders, Rick Pino, put out a song called We Have the Best Dad. And it's kind of like clown music. So do yourself a favor. Google the song, YouTube it, Apple Music, whatever. We Have the Best Dad. And you're going to go, what the heck is this that Rachel told me to listen to? But here's what happened. I, I love God the Father so much. And I would just be driving down the road with my windows down, screaming at the top of my lungs, this song. It it goes like this. We have the best dad in the whole world, in the whole world. Oh, we have the best dad in the whole world. And it's sung about like that. It's not a great quality song, but I would sing this song and honestly just weep because we do have the best dad in the whole world. And I want you to know him. I want you to experience him. And if you're listening to this and you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to understand God as your father, please take a moment and invite Jesus into your heart. Let him know that you want to meet God as your dad. You know, all the Bible says you got to confess with your mouth and and um, believe in your heart. That's what it means to be saved. To have a relationship with Jesus is the doorway where
where he can point you to the father. And I want that for your life so badly. So I'm going to take a second just to pray. Um, And if you feel stirred at all, just agree with me in your heart. Father, we want to experience you. We want to know you. We want to be blown away by your presence. We want to be like Moses saying, I just can't get enough of you, Lord. Would you let your glory pass before me? And I'm asking for every person listening to this, that they would be filled with vision to encounter you as their dad in such a fresh way. For those that have explored your father heart in the past, but it's been a while, God, I'm asking for fresh revelation. For those who have never explored what it's like to have a relationship with you as their father, Lord, I'm asking that they would buckle their seatbelts, get ready, and be blown away by your goodness, your tenderness, your mercy, your compassion, your affection, and everything about who you are. Lord, we want to know you, God. We want to experience you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all I've got for you guys today. I'm praying for you in our absence over the next couple of weeks slash months. I hope you have an amazing summer. Until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wortman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.